Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 77 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. If you're a millennial, or if you just have the internet in general, most likely you have come across their Instagram page or taken a, t- taken a turn on their website, Betches. Yes, it's not bitches, it is betches. And their lead designer, Abby, is here to tell us all about it and their inside scoop, behind the scenes, you name it, we got it. Abby also walks us through her sobriety and recovery journey. She is 23 years old, she's four years sober, you do the math. Abby has such a fresh perspective on recovery and sobriety, and this is such a great conversation. So let's get into it. Holy Toledo, can you believe that it is almost the middle of February? Where has this year gone? Next thing you know, it's going to be Thanksgiving, then it's going to be Christmas, and then New Year's, and we're starting this whole thing over again. If you're like, you know what, I need to make some changes, and I just need to start today, you're in luck. Head over to a SoberGirlsGuide.com, sign up for the 30 Days to Gain Challenge, and make some changes ASAP. This isn't a challenge that you have to wait to the first of the month or the end of the month. You can literally start at the click of a button. As soon as you sign up, you are locked into 30 days booze free. There are so many things to gain in 30 days. Just to name a few off the top of my head, better sleep. Who doesn't like sleep? Save money. No more late night drive-thrus. Clear state of mind. More stable mental health and a trimmer waistline. If you are thinking of reevaluating your relationship with alcohol, give yourself 30 days. A lot can change in just 30 days. Head over to a sobergirlsguide.com and sign up today. Hi Abby, how are you? I'm good. How are you? This is so exciting. I am so excited to talk to you. Um, you work for my favorite, I guess, Instagram account, media what would you classify oh as? Um, 
it's basically like a media company because you know we do media obviously but we work a lot in instagram and twitter and all the social platforms Um, yes but yeah it's when i was growing up it was one of my favorite um instagrams and i read all their books and everything i was like Mm -hmm. a big betches fan so (laughs) i it was like when i graduated and got this job i was like yeah this is where i'm supposed to be that's so awesome and you are a designer for Betches. Yes. Am I, am I hold on. Am I even saying <laughs> that correctly? Because like, yeah, I'm I'm an elder millennial. <laughs> no. How um, do you actually like, pronounce it? Like you, it just rolls off the tip of your tongue. <laughs> it's like so it's so funny because a lot of people who say it, like, yeah. they're like, um, like people who come into the office will be like, "Oh my god, I love you, bitches!" And I'm like, "We no." No, no. <laughs> I'm like, yes, but no. Yeah. Um, no, it's betches. Like, my mom okay. loves it, like, saying it. She's like, you bitches. And I'm like, no, again, wrong. Like, stop <laughs> saying, stop telling people. Is that what, like, I'm like, is that what you're telling people it's called? Yeah. She, she's um, just a head bitch at bitches. Yeah. She's a, head, <laughs> she's a head bitch at bitches. And everyone's like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. What is going on in 2020? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So you are a designer. And yes. you also have a podcast. You're like a podcast host off campus. Yes, exactly. And dun, 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 you're also a sober girl. Yes. I'm very sober. Um, Dude. I know. It's so crazy because I feel like just I'm 23. So like just yeah. being this age is like a really big drinking age in general. So. Yeah being sober and living in New York city and kind of just like working in media where there are a lot of like events and stuff like that. It's like, it's tough at times, but it's, I think it's like my, I think it's like my thing. Like that's, you know how people like have things like they just like, that's, that's like my thing. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like how like Elle Woods wears pink and like, Yes. resume is like you're sober exactly killing the game and i like don't drink like that's just like that's it yeah can you bring us back to like the beginning I get, you got sober when you were 19 correct um when i was 18 oh 18 well, okay would, would that make sense i guess i was 19 okay. um yes so can you give us like the play by play? Like what was Abby yes. like at like 18, 19? Yes. So um I was just graduating high school mm-hmm. and um I would like drink all the time. Um and it just like I was always the drunkest girl at the party and like mm-hmm. everyone thought it was funny and like yeah. I thought it was funny and I thought that's just like how it was supposed to be. And when, like, my friends the next day, we would talk, we, like, you know, I'd be like, weren't you guys, like, so fucked up last night? And they were like, well, like, I don't know, not really. And I was like, (laughs) wait, what? Why? Like, and I felt like I was always the drunkest girl, like, everywhere I would go. And I, like, Mm. didn't understand, one, how people could drink and then just, like, stop. Yeah. When they got to that point of, like, premium drunkness. And two, yeah. how I like ended up being just like 
I like couldn't find my premium drunkness. Right. Um, and then, and I kind of knew always since I had first started drinking, mm-hmm. um, which was like 14 that okay. when I would like drink, it was just always, it was always blackout. Like I, I don't think I've yeah. ever had a drunk where I was not blackout. So when I was graduating high school, my mom was like, you need to go to rehab before you go to college. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, "Uh, I really don't want to because it was like my last summer, like everyone was leaving. Um, But I did it because I was forced. Um, But I actually, so... This was, I went to rehab three separate separate times. So this was my first time. And it was, I think, because now I think of it as a huge learning experience because of the people that I've met. But -hmm. when I was there, they were there for like a lot, like harder drugs and everything like that. And I just like Mm -hmm. was not into that yet. So I was like, well, like I'm not doing like, meth or like mm-hmm. not like smoking crack so like who cares and yeah, they were just like not that bad my, yeah and mm-hmm. so like and my parents like my mom came to visit me like twice and she was just like this is like too upsetting like I can't come watch you be here and mm. I know it was sad but my dad came to visit me mm. um and we're very close um but yeah then I I left rehab. That was for like two months of summer. And then I went to college. um, And that's kind of where it definitely took off more than it already had just because there's like no rules. Like I don't have to go to class. I don't have to talk to anyone. I don't have to do anything. And I can just like stay in my room. And like, again, I was the drunkest girl at every party. And like my friends who, you know, are still some of my best friends now, I would be like, do you guys want to like skip class and drink with me? And they're like, no. I'm like, all right, whatever. Fuck you guys. Yeah. But like, I just didn't, I felt like they were being so lame, but they mm. were like, you know, they just, they were doing life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They were uh, doing kind of what they're supposed to do at college yeah. or university. Mm. Exactly. And like, they still had okay. so much fun. And yeah. I think, a part of me has always just been jealous of like people who, and I think I still am jealous of people who can like drink and kind of find that like prime drunkness and just be like done for the night. Oh, for because sure. That was just like them. They'd be like, they drink on like Thursday and Friday and be like, Oh my God, we can have like a chill night on Saturday. And I'm like, what's that, wait, what's that like? Yeah. What does that even mean? <laughs> like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, Okay. Yeah, that's kind of how it started. When when you say you were like the drunkest girl at every party and everywhere you went, how did that make you feel? Like, did you kind of identify with that or was that embarrassing or shameful at all? Like, what um, were the feelings behind that? This is when, so like, I grew up in a town where like, we're all just kind of like, we're all super close still, but we like shit on mm-hmm. each other a lot, which like, mm. I love and it's so my family. Great. Yeah, basically, right. like, we're all, like, we're, like, one big family, and, like, whatever, I love it, it's great, but, like, okay. this is when, like, Twitter was first becoming huge, and mm-hmm. people would just, like, tweet their thoughts without, like, even, like, caring, and my 
And I think I did identify, like people knew me that I would get blacked out or they knew that I would always have alcohol. They knew that I would just be like, you know, down for whatever. Okay. So like, I'd always go out no matter what. Um, and I have like older parents. So okay. when I like, I would come, my curfew was always like so early, like 10, 30, 11. That's not really early now. I'd like in bed by 11, okay. but um, yeah. It was like I would come home, say goodnight to them, and then like go sneak back out and just like stay up till like four. And that was just like my every night. And like mm. it was like I identified with it because I felt like I think I felt very lost with like who I mm-hmm. was. And that was like now my thing is like sober, but back then my thing was like very drunk. Um, right. But the Twitter thing, like, people would just, like, tweet things all the time. Like, like I remember just people tweeting, like, random shit all the time. But, like, people would be like, Abby's blacked out again. And I'm like, all right, enough, whatever. Ooh. Now it's, like, funny. Yeah. But it probably wasn't at the time. I probably yeah. like, blacked it out now. <laughs> yeah, but, definitely. Yeah. No. So you're in college and you're, like, still partying even after being at in rehab over the summer. Yeah. Um, what, what was, where'd you go from there? What was the next step? So I did this like program called UN in DC. So like Miami, I went to college at Miami. So, okay. Um, oh, um, wow. Yeah. Miami's so, fun. <laughs> yeah. So 50 students went to American university in DC and then okay. um, we get like internships and that's kind of why it was easier to drink just because like we had internships, like for most of the, mm-hmm. um, for the week. So like, if I, I, I would always be like, I'm feeling sick this week. And he'd be like, okay, like feel better. And then I would only come in like once a week and just be like drunk Mm. harassed. But, um, so I would, so then I was still drinking then, but I knew I kind of had a problem again because I was the drunkest girl again. Mm -hmm. And it was like, at this point it was embarrassing because these aren't, these are no longer like the people I grew up with who like, kind of have to love me these are like right these are just like college students and it was like everything I did I felt like so embarrassed by and like Mm. um I was just like throwing up like it was just like I would say things that like I really wish that I could take back and like Mm -hmm. I was just like I like didn't know what I was saying or I didn't know what I was doing and then like the next day like some of my best friends now Sabrina would be like um do you remember what you said to that girl last night? And I'm like, obviously fucking not. <laughs> like, no, I yeah. don't remember. <laughs> and she's like, maybe like apologize to her. Just like, this is what you said, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. I mean, it's not bad, oh. but like, it's just like embarrassing. Like, I don't ever want to like, now yeah. I see these things. Now I'm, I'm still the same. I'm still the same person, but it's different when it's coming from like a sober person. If that makes sense. You know, well, kind yeah, because you're coherent to, yeah. some, to some degree. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to some degree. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And maybe like you actually genuinely, even if they're, I don't know, maybe not the nicest things, but you do kind of feel them to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. I like, you stand know, by the statements. Yeah. Like I support this message. <laughs> I, literally. I'm like on campaign right now. I support this message. Like, yeah. you're a bitch. I support this. Yes. Um, I mean, I, it's, you know, we all don't always say things in, in 
the best possible way. But I no. think at least when we're sober, we can we can also hold ourselves accountable for what we say. Exactly. Um, and I think that that's kind of what's helped me. I'm just like very honest. Um, mm -hmm. and so that's like kind of helped me through everything because I, I like have to get things off my chest Yeah, or like, I feel like things are like weighing down on me and that's helped. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. It's a lot through like sobriety. So I knew that I had a problem in yeah. Washington. So right. I did like an outpatient program there. And I remember I was really nervous for my birthday, which is in November. And I was really scared mm. that I would like drink again. And it's mm -hmm. like two days after Halloween. So I was like, I want like Halloween and my birthday to be like so fun, blah, blah. Um, right. And I actually, I didn't drink. Um, and it was a fun birthday, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then a couple weeks later, I started drinking again because I was just like, this is stupid. Like it's college. Like everybody drinks. Everybody has drinking problems. Like they say, you know. Right. And I think a huge like misconception for college students is that like everybody's drinking all the time and you really can't yeah. tell who like the alcoholics are versus who just drinks all the time. Um, yeah. I can kind of tell just maybe because I'm like, maybe I have like a, a radar of it. Do you feel like you have a radar? Yes and no. Well, yeah, I think so. I think it's like, if you look at people's, intentions and their values yeah. that that kind of shows a lot to me yeah um in all their actions not even just like drinking but yeah <laughs> i think yes now that, that you bring it up i think thinking about it yeah it's like a sixth sense like it oh, is like a sixth sense you're you're an alcoholic yes you are you belong <laughs> yeah. with us yeah um, come here <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of hard um to like mm -hmm. tell and i think i was struck i I knew deep down that I had a drinking problem and everything else, but I didn't, I wasn't ready to give it up. So I just did like mm -hmm. a outpatient program and things like that. And then I went okay. to um, Miami and um, it was the first night there that we moved in and I just got so drunk and they had people to like check you in and out of your, like um, your dorm, your like dorm rooms whatever but like the hall okay. downstairs so i was like coming back and i was just like so drunk and they were like you're drunk like we have to like report you to the people whatever because like you're underage oh. and i was like no right. like blah blah and it was like it was a blowout and like when i used to drink <laughs> i used to just get like so angry and me too yeah oh my god i was yeah. like i was like scary like i would scream and yell and just like I would like fight people wherever necessary. It was just like a disaster. I don't know yeah, why that like is. Like I would throw chairs. Like I would like 
Oh my just God. like real housewife it like just no yeah like, yeah bad no like bad um mm-hmm. I remember one time it was my mom saw me drunk and I came home and I was like I was like you're a bitch and she was like I'm I'm a what and like she like got in my face and was like don't ever talk to me like that and then I just took an entire bookshelf and just like threw it down and just like I like have like bulk strength when I'm drunk like I don't even know yes I yeah, it's crazy. I know. I literally you could literally strength. lift a car for sure. No, I can lift a car definitely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I could definitely. So they were just like, they were oh. like, "Oh my god, this girl's insane!" Obviously. So yeah, they like called campus police, and then like then I got like really over the edge because I was like, my parents are gonna find out. Like I'm gonna be kicked out. This is the first night I moved in. Like blah blah. They called campus police and then they sent me to like the hospital next door because they were mm-hmm. like, you need to like banana bag it. And banana bag it? Yeah. Have you heard of that? It's like from Grace. No, Academy. what's that? They like give you fluids and it's like, it's just to like make you sober up quicker. Oh, but it's like supposed okay, to have okay. like, it looks like a banana bag. I mean, it looks like a banana okay. in a bag. Gotcha. So. Oh my god, you should watch Grey's Anatomy. It's like, too far gone for me. It's, it's, it is. It's, it, it is. It is. No it is. hope. There is. Yeah. It's like 25 <laughs> seasons now. Yeah, I would. That would take the rest of my life. Mm-mm. Yeah, that would. And it's like it's sad. <laughs> it's sad. It's sad. So then I went there, and then mm-hmm. my parents obviously were called, and they, my mom was like, "I'm paying so much for you to be at Miami now. You can either yeah. get sober and you can stay there." Or you can come back home, go to community college and like live at home, live at home and just, that's your life. And I was like, I worked so hard to get into Miami. I can't even imagine doing that right now. I just, I like, okay, fine. So I, Mm -hmm. and the other side of it was that, um, because I acted so like irrational, Miami was going to kick me out or suspend me for like, um, yeah, suspend me for like a semester. Okay. So, um, and so I had to get like a lawyer and everything to like prove my case that I can, you know, handle myself. Um, okay. And I went into an outpatient rehab there that is like my Miami, the university like also supports. So like they, okay. so they send like their athletes and stuff that like have problems or like anybody else. Um, So I went there and then I met, um, my therapist, Danny, who like, I still text all the time. Um, and I was just, I told, I really didn't want to be there. And I told him that I would be sober for a year and I would see how like my life went from there on. And then like six months in, I was already like, I don't even know how I lived like this before. Like my yeah. life is a thousand times better than it used to be. Oh my gosh. I, yeah. I, I know exactly what that feels like. Yeah. And I feel like wow. it's like an un, like people just don't get it until they get it. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's something that you have to kind of go through yourself. You can't just really talk about it. Like you have yeah. to kind of go through the motions almost. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and taking that, that space away from alcohol to appreciate like how much better life is. Yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's obviously different for people who like don't have drinking problems, but I, a lot mm-hmm. of my, a lot of people who I know from rehab and just like who've reached out to me are like, it's so hard in the beginning. And I'm like, it's so hard for like ever. 
Like it doesn't like it, mm-hmm. it gets easier. And like, I don't think about it nearly as much. And like, I don't get as upset when I like go out and like people are drinking around me and stuff. But like, yeah. it's something that I think about like many times a day still. And it's like mm-hmm. four years now. Okay. Why, but, why do you think you still think about it? I don't think about it in like a way like, Oh, I wish I had that. I just think it's like part of me. Okay. So I think about yeah. it. Like, I think sometimes it's, it's like good, like, yay, I'm so happy for myself, but it's also like, um, mm. it's like a pity party for myself too. Yeah. And I think that's just kind of like me. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com A-S-G-G today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash A-S-G-G being me do you you yeah do you feel like you're like missing out by not kind of being included or like participating in the drinking festivities if you will (laughs) um (laughs) the drinking festivities Mm -hmm. yeah I think it is just like me being like feeling like left out because I think there is there is something about drinking that's just like that brings people together um that's like a teen sport it is literally it's a team sport Mm -hmm. and I think that like other people well I know other people like pre-games and like let's go to a bar like let's get drinks like brunch like Mm -hmm. mimosas stuff like like it's a it's literally like a sporting event like people love to do it and I know when I like talk to my friends about it some well not like my closest friends but at first like it's awkward to like be around someone who doesn't drink because they Mm -hmm. feel I think it's like a self-reflection on them. Of um, course. Just, yeah. Just cause they feel awkward and that's their own shit. And like, I yeah. don't, I don't give a fuck. So, but right. I think sometimes it just like, it's gets me down, but I mean, mm-hmm. I talk to my therapist now about it still. Um, I think essentially the reason that I've stayed sober besides the fact that like, my life would probably crumble if I even drank now is that like, mm-hmm. I'm gen like, I'm genuinely scared to drink because like, I don't know like who I would become, you know? Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm no. just like scared of that person. And like, would I even like get up in the morning? Like, would I like mm-hmm. be like who I am? So, and that's just yeah. like, it's like it's sad but it's like extremely true and I think it's true to like a lot of people who 
you know, do like harder drugs and things like that. They're just like scared and they Mm -hmm. don't want to like lose people around them and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, of course. So how does that, that fear, does that affect you at all in your, in your day to day life? Like, does it affect your decisions Um, or? No, because I, I, I have so many friends that know me sober Mm -hmm. and I have such a huge support system that that would never really, even if I like wanted to or like, which I don't, but even if I wanted to, there would be like no way for me to even like, like I have so many friends, so many, I have so many therapists. Oh my God. That's like weird to say. Um, I have <laughs> How like, many therapists? Fam- I know I have three actually. Um, oh, okay. I just like have so many people around me that care about me that that would just like never yeah. even, you know, um, I yeah. feel like support systems like so important. Who makes up your support system? My mom and my dad, definitely. Um, yeah. And my best friend from college who she's one of the only people she's one of, I mean, my home friends kind of, but um, Mm -hmm. I think they have a hard time like knowing the sober me now. Um, Yeah. And I think it's like, cause they grew grew up with me like through everything. Of course. So I think they have a hard time like transitioning and that's again, that's like a reflection of them. Mm -hmm. But um, (laughs) I think Sabrina is my best friend from college, but she knew me from um Washington and she's we're still best friends now um so she's one of my very good friends and then my yeah. friends at work are also yeah excellent when you change your relationship with alcohol you realize you have so many hours in the day I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skin care is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. That's so awesome. I want to talk about work a little bit. So like... You went through, you know, college, university, and then yeah. you landed your like dream job. Literally, my dream job. That um, is so cool. I know. I love it. Um, what do you? Yeah. What do you actually do? Like so, you're a designer, but what does that mean? Like, can you tell us? Yeah, us a little so, behind the scenes. Yeah, like today, I did a lot of product shoots. So, like anything mm-hmm. that's on our like shop batches website. Um, I've like designed and then like made 
we have like a e-commerce manager. So I work like mm-hmm. very closely with her. And so she'll come up with like a bunch of stuff that will usually do well. That's like things that are happening in the media right now and stuff. And then we'll like put it on a shirt or put it on a sleeping mask or put it on, you know, whatever. And then I run Instagram pages that we have. So we have like a bunch of different verticals of mm-hmm. betches. I do infographics that can, t- that like are more design based rather than just okay. like memes or something, you know, gotcha. but I still, I still make memes. I'm just like, not that I have a hard time like copywriting. So oh, I'm not okay. really like, I don't really do that much copywriting when it comes to stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, I know Betches has a lot of content and products that I guess would support the drinking culture. Yeah. Um, Does that, does that affect you at all? Like being right in there, like behind the scenes with it? No, because, and I, like my mom had the same question. No, because um, I think that if it was when I was like a lot earlier in sobriety, um, it would but it, it really doesn't affect me anymore. And I think, um, I think what's helped with that, which I mean, it's like unique, but just like going through college sober and going to such like a big Mm -hmm. party school that like really nothing like, you know, where people are like head, like drinkers or something like whatever, like that really just doesn't affect me anymore because Mm. I was like around it all the time. And I think that's really like, you know, toughen me up a little bit. For sure. I gauge like for myself personally, I think like even in any situation in my life, if I'm either, if I'm able to poke fun at it or like find the humility or like, you know, find lightness in it, I feel like that's when I've truly healed over that yes. issue. Oh my God. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like and it sounds I, like that same with you. Yes. I, if I'm not mm-hmm. making fun of something, like I don't, I'm like not okay. Like, like, I'm just, I need to make fun of myself and I need to make fun of other people. Like, so even when we are like making stuff like, you know, for shop or whatever, and someone says Mm -hmm. something that like has to do with like drinking or something like that. And I'm like, okay, guys, like, come on, seriously. And they're like, oh, shut up, Abby. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. right." (laughs) You know, it's just like, it's so like, it's like, want to make fun of myself and like, you know, the situation, you know, it's like, it's not a, it's not like being an alcoholic isn't a great situation, but I just try to find like the light out of everything. And, you know, you know, it is what it is. And I'm glad that I kind of caught it at least a little bit early. Yeah. Very early. I'm jealous of how early you got, you (laughs) you got a hold on it. (laughs) I know. Um, I mean, that's really cool. It's, it's really unique to, to hear that. Yeah. When did you get sober? Oh, well, I knew I had issues when I was, I just moved to LA when I was like 23. Yeah. And then it took me 10 years to figure that out. Oh my God. (laughs) And by the the value and it's in sobriety. Yeah. And so like, yeah, I have, I have almost three years now and I'm 34. Yeah. So I'm like way old. No, Yeah. no, there was like, (laughs) there were people in my first rehab who like what, and I think something that makes me what I appreciate in that first rehab that I went to was that Mm -hmm. there were people that were like 60 and he had, Mm -hmm. you know, he had like 12 years and then he just like came home one night and like drank. And he was like, he was like, I've made like such a big mistake and I wish I could take it back. And I just like, I'm going to go to rehab. I'm going to fix this and everything. I just like, yeah. And so I know 
it's like sometimes there's just like a switch which like really really scares me and so Mm -hmm. that's I think what kind of like you know sometimes being scared is (laughs) good I don't know that's what my mom says it it protects us certain things you know just to some degree yeah yeah we we have these feelings for a reason you know they're not just falling out of thin air yeah (laughs) sometimes they feel like they are but whatever (laughs) yeah Sometimes they um, really do. Get, yeah, right? <laughs> I know. My favorite holiday, well, not really a holiday, but my favorite day is Valentine's Day and it's coming up. And I want oh to know God. how you felt about Valentine's Day. Well, I've, I had a boyfriend the past two years, so yeah? it was magnificent when <laughs> I had someone. But okay. um, now that I'm sober and single, I really don't. Mm. And you know, it's hard. I don't. I don't really know. I'm going to go, I'm going to do Galentine's Day the night before. Um, yep. Me with too. Like, all my friends. And like, I, you, you're, you're going to do Galentine's Day? Oh yeah. I'm that. having a mixer. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. I <laughs> have just like, I really love to just grow. Like love, I like love food now. So oh yeah. I like probably love food, like maybe a little bit too much. But yeah, I'm, me too just so anytime I want to like do something and I know my friends are like they just love to go out too for food so I'll be like let's mm-hmm. go so we just like yeah. try food we'll probably do that um that sounds fun yeah but Valentine's Day I think New Year's like used to be my favorite when I would like drink yeah now I like now I stay in I don't go out on Val- New Year's it's like too much uh, New Year's is like rookie night, man. It's just it's like, ru- it's rookie night. Brutal. Yeah. I used to be a DJ for 11 years and it's just like, you could pick out the people in the crowd who is like, who don't go out all year. And then they pick so New funny. Year to go out and they're just like, no, uh, uh-uh. uh. but why, like, why do they like it I so know. much? It's like it's horrible to thing. me. It's like they're, they're like special night to go out and. I don't know, maybe even say that they went out for New Year's? Yeah, it's definitely know. to say that you went out, because it's horrible. Yeah. yeah, I could care less. Like, that is a one night a week I want to stay in. That's for so sure. cool that you were a DJ. One of my friends who yeah. was a DJ, too, um, he just got sober, and he... Oh! Yeah. He's, he's really cool. I think he has, like, almost a year, I want to say. But I feel like being a DJ is so hard because you're like, it's almost, it's like you're in college, essentially. Every night. And it's your job. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. That you're literally really paid hard. to party. You're yeah. literally paid to party. Like, I don't know if mm-hmm. I could do that. Yeah. It was super hard. And like, I never DJed sober ever. Wow. In like 10 years. And That's it was crazy. like terrifying. Like yeah. terrifying. Um, Not only because like, you know, being in front of like, like thousands of people at shows and stuff, but also like your career is riding on your performance. Yeah. So it's, it's like a double edged sword. Like you have to be this party person. And if you're not, you're not going to be considered a good DJ. And then you're like, Oh God, do I have a job? What's going on here? Like, yeah. Ugh. Did you feel like yeah. you got better at DJing when you got sober or did you like stop DJing? Um, a thousand times better. Yeah. Like, I, I don't that. know how people hired me before. That's like, so I guess funny. I was cute and a girl, but whatever. Yeah. 
Like technically, it was that's like, almost comical. That's that's how I feel. Like I'm just like so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I feel like, like people respect me more too. Definitely, I think that right because people do like this fucking dry January. I can't stand it, and mm. you know people like love to talk about like not drinking, and I'm happy for them and blah blah mm. blah. I'm actually jealous. I'm just jealous that they can like do it for a month and then like okay, let's go. Um, yeah, back to regular par- programming. But yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but it's like... Uh, Do you think, like, dry, dry January kind of, I don't know, like, cheapens your sobriety? I think or- that's why I'm so, like, I get so angry about it. Um, okay. I was, like, at Soul Cycle the other day, and I heard these, like, three girls oh. talking, and they were like, we're doing dry February too. Um, but oh my God, we drank mm-hmm. the other day, Bethany, whatever the fuck her name was. And I was like <laughs> giving them like nasty looks. I was like, literally shut up. <laughs> shut up. Yeah. I think yeah, it's like, just like, my life. Yeah. I think I'm a very jealous person and that's just like kind of who I am. I'm mm-hmm. trying to work on it. But okay. um, I think it's almost kind of like, you don't know how lucky you are until it's taken away. Mm-hmm type of situation like my therapist I tell my therapist this all the time because like it's a constant it's just like a reoccurrence that I have this like jealousy problem Mm -hmm. so I'm like he's like you know it's like it's like a pity party for you and you're not the only one that has these problems there are people with you know like cancer and like diabetes and things like that that like have their life it's a life-changing thing and it's just like now like now this is your life and my, I think the reason my dad and I are so close is he actually had like a heart attack, like around the same time that I got sober. And so now mm-hmm. he like goes to the gym every single day and wow. he like eats healthy. He like completely changed. He used to drink like diet Coke and like Cheetos for like breakfast and dinner. And like, obviously no wonder, like, and didn't go to the yeah. gym at all. It was just like a disaster. And so we kind of both had a lifestyle change around the same time. Yeah. And I think that really never, he never throws himself a pity party because he's just like perfect. But mm. I think, <laughs> I think perfect. Like, he's literally perfect. But I think like there are so many things that people do and have to change about themselves. And I, yeah. I'm probably oblivious the same way that they are. So I try to, I try yeah. to think about things like that. I just, I'm like a jealous person. So I don't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we all take things, certain things for granted, you know? We, you don't know what you got till it's gone kind of thing. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know it sounds super cliche, but it's cliche because it's freaking true. <laughs> Literally, it's <laughs> so true. Abby, if you had any advice to anyone um, listening to us today, maybe, like, who is 18 or 19 and, and yeah. was in the same situation you are, is there any advice you could give to them listening? I have two. Um, okay. I think if you can afford a therapist to always get one, um, yes. I think that therapy is like something that people don't do because they're either scared or like, I don't even know, but it's so mm-hmm. important. Even people, just anyone should do it. Um, for sure. And then I think, um, usually your gut is always right. And I think I mm-hmm. knew I had a problem. And like you said, you kind of knew you had a problem and I Absolutely. think that goes with anything so I think if you have a gut feeling you should maybe ride it out and see kind of address it and see what happens because most of the time it's always right 
Yeah, so. absolutely. I, I, <laughs> I know what that means. Yeah. yeah. And especially women's intuition. Woo. Exactly. Woo, like girl. it can, oh my God, it can go for anything. Men, especially yeah. I have gut feelings like all day, every day. People in general. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Like, energy does like- not lie. <laughs> No, energy doesn't lie. I'm like, yeah, you seem yeah. like a horrible person. And I'm always right. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another amazing quality that you have. You can just, I know. It's like, I'm like full of them. I don't it's know. It's like a radar. I'm like, are you a piece of shit? Cool. Let me just stand wow. by with you. I have a piece of shit radar. That's so funny. I love that. <laughs> that's a great quality to have, I think. I know. Wow. I'm like, that's amazing. I'm amazing. Yeah. Oh, Abby, where can people find you? You can follow me um, on my mm-hmm. personal Instagram, Abby, Abby, Abby. It's spelled all different ways. So A-B-B-I, A-B-B-E-Y, A-B-B-Y. It's like so annoying. I should really change it. But also <laughs> I have my my own podcast with one of my best friends at work. It's called Off Campus. So you guys can yeah. subscribe there. We talk yes. About- and that's on... It's on iTunes and Spotify and all those good places, right? Yes. Yes. It's on everywhere. Hopefully. Perfect. Oh my God. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, generally. Like probably. For all your listening pleasures. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. Abby, thank you so much for giving your experience and your wisdom. And you were just so lovely to talk to. Thank you so much. I like love this. I love this. How great is Abby? What an honest and open conversation. I definitely appreciate it. And I definitely appreciate you listening because I couldn't do this without you guys. Thank you so much. And please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast and let us know your feedback. We love to get your comments and feedback about the show. Also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Sober Girls Guide and the blog. Don't forget to check out the blog. We have everything you could ever want and imagine. Tips, tricks, how-tos, articles, celebrity sober girls. We got it all. Head to a sobergirlsguide.com. And thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.